Jam space, and that was some sweet intro piano for my boy Alex. How's it going, Alex? Hey, it's going good. How about you guys? Pretty good. So that was good. Some sweet. You just freestyled that? I just freestyled. That's called freestyle jazzin'. Wow. <laughs> freestyle That's called jazzin'. freestyle jazzin'. jazzin'. Hey, I'm Colton Dunn. My name is Scott Rogers. And this is Jam Space. This is mm-hmm. the podcast where we talk about music, space, and we also freestyle rap. That's true. So what's up? Well, not much is up today. Uh, you know, I'm really excited. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day today. It is. Uh, and so, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy that uh, none of us are wearing green, uh, you know. And I'm not so a I fan, really, cool. of St. Patrick's Day. You're not a fan? It's, I'm not into it. Well, you don't drink. I don't drink. So that definitely would be one, uh, that, that's in the con department when it comes to St. Patrick's Day, because you're not out drinking green beer or anything like that. But even when I used to drink, and I used to drink a lot and loved it, I, it's something about the big drinking holidays, you know, it feels like the, the basic people are out and they're drinking too much. Like one time I was in Pittsburgh with yeah. my now wife, Kayla, and we, there's a place called Southside in Pittsburgh and it's where all the bars are. And we drove down that street on St. Patrick's day around midnight and it was just flooded with people. People were falling over into the gutters there was a literal fight we saw break out and to me that's just a nightmare especially if i'm trying to drink and i'm in a mass of drunken people i would rather be chilling with you at home or hanging on the porch or doing a podcast or doing a podcast and just drinking a fifth (laughs) whoa 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 no scott don't do that (laughs) you work so hard uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, it, it is weird. I used to, I think I used to really be really into St. Patrick's Day. I sure. thought it was like super cool. McHenry. Um, yeah, good, Dunn McHenry. I mean, mm-hmm. Two, two names some Irish. that have some uh, roots in uh, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, McHenry, though, slave name, so probably, really? probably not the Irish side. <laughs> uh, but, fuck, uh, fuck that shit. Yeah, man, that's fucking bullshit. Those Irish guys were not cool. Probably Scottish. I used to think it was really cool, really fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I've, I've kind of, I've kind of lost interest in that one. I don't like to get tanked anymore. So, right. uh, that aspect of St. Patrick's day is not that fun. You curbed it. I kind of curbed that. Mm-hmm. And it just seems that, you know, it was, uh, I don't know who it is that does the stand up bit about it. It might be Wyatt snack. Who does okay. This. And he talked about how they took this holiday and they just turned it into a drinking holiday. Yeah. You know, that was like actually celebrating probably some good thing or some good merits to it. Uh, and he said it was it would be like akin to like if you just took Martin Luther King Day and you were like, Martin Luther King Day, everybody does cocaine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's King Day. Uh, so it just got hijacked by like the, uh, you know, by basically by the uh, the booze. Uh, yeah. Booze well, you see companies. those you see those memes where it's. Meanwhile, in Ireland on St. Patrick's oh, yeah. Day, it's people just chilling out, and in America, everyone's like, "I'm wearing," or like, like the same with like Cinco de Mayo. It's like absolutely, you know. So America just takes other countries like not even real holidays. What is the then, story of St. Patrick's Day? 
uh, while you look it up, I'm going to introduce our guest. All right. So we got a wonderful guest with us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, super fun guy. Um, I actually met him years ago at, uh, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, at the McManus Bar. I don't know if you remember this, uh, <laughs> sure. Jerry, but uh, I was a young uh, improviser trying to uh, get into the mix, and Jerry was on uh, SNL at the time. And I walked up to him and was like, hey, how you doing, man? I think you're really funny. And Jerry was nice to me. That's, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so you were nice to me. I was, yes. <laughs> with bated breath. I'm like, yes. what, what, what happened? <laughs> told, get the fuck out of my face, kid. This is going to be a confrontation. <laughs> this is when I wanted to talk to you about yeah. that. So that's why I brought you here, Jerry. What the <laughs> fuck, man? We've been friends for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that was all a long con just to get you into this podcast where I can <laughs> confront you. Uh, but Jerry Miner is our guest. Jerry Miner. That's so funny, Jerry, that you feel like you were unsure whether you were nice or not. I feel like. Well, it was Obvious- a bar. <laughs> so- <laughs> sure. Maybe you're in a darker mood or something like that. Or, you know, I mean, I would have been nice, but, uh, you know, maybe trying to be funny. <laughs> sure. So I think what I did that. is I talked about how much I love the uh, Mr. Show sketch mm. where everybody's in a boat. Uh-huh. Is that, isn't that what that was the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I came up and I talked about how much I loved that sketch. It's kind of like a Jerry Springer esque. Yes. It's a Jerry Springer show in Odenkirk's like a, a, a boat. The show host. Yeah. It was called Springy on a Boat. Yeah. That, was, that was the name of that sketch. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, because I think I then came in another 10 years later, and I had just moved in with Colton, and then I ended up going out with you and some other people on your birthday. This was, yeah, like 10 years ago, when I was just a new roommate with you, Colton. Okay. And you're like, come along. It's Jerry Miner's, or maybe it was someone else's birthday, but we were at your house then I was at your house a little bit uh-huh. a while ago to uh, it's the first time I met your son. Oh yeah, Mickey. Yeah, that's right. We're all we're all dads now. Three dads. Three, three dads. That's weird. <laughs> no, <right? laughs> Different yeah. times. Yeah. Good times. Uh, well, hey, thanks so much for coming into the show. Uh, we're Thank talking a little bit about St. Patrick's Day. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott, what did you find out about St. Patrick's Day during your research? Oh, nothing so far. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you sort of cut that research well, what short. I, I mean. I found out that St. Patrick's Day, comma, feast day okay. of St. Patrick's uh, patron saint of Ireland, born in Roman Britain in the late 4th century. He, you know, he was kidnapped at the age of 16 and taken to Ireland as a slave. He escaped but returned about the year 432 to convert the Irish to Christianity. Can I ask a question? Yeah. At what age does it change from kidnapped to abducted? Because 16 seems like abducted. Um, oh, you well because you can oh, only kidnap a child because yeah. it's for ransom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the difference? Kidnapping is ransom. Usually. Okay. Oh. You can kidnap an adult though. That's Adu- kind of your question, right? Yeah, that's the question. I think yeah, it's like people know that you abducted is more like I got you and there's no intention of you going back. Oh, I just take you. Right. Oh. I think a maybe a like, kidnapping is so like, like R. A, Kelly is abducting. <laughs> He's not asking for anything back yet. <laughs> now, what's an abductor? An abductor? Yeah. Isn't that somebody who takes someone? I don't know. Is that a different word? There's I don't know. adductor, which is a muscle. That's what the I'm inside of. of your thigh. That's I what I'm thinking of. Ad e d a d d. Okay. Ad. Oh, okay. So that's I think. those are not related. Well, the the muscle on the inside of your thigh. 
takes the leg bone that's connected to the <laughs> thigh. Right. Uh, just, yeah. Is that the science that you're going to do? That's the science that I'm going to do, you know. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that uh, none of us are big. Um, oh, well, we didn't actually check in with Nick. Hey, uh, you know, as you guys always know, uh, my brother Nick is here in the studio with us. He doesn't have a microphone, so he's going to sound like a faint, tiny little voice. And he's a creepy little guy in the corner with a camera. Hey, what's oh, up, Nick? He's, hey. He's not. <laughs> hey, do you, uh, you, sell, do you, do you like St. Patrick's Day? Not really. <laughs> See, and, no? and, and you're pretty Irish, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Irish as hell. Yeah, man. Uh, Nick's super Irish. And, mm-hmm. and here's the deal. Nick enjoys to have a drink. He likes cocktails. He's you know likes yeah. different types of beers. Big but you know what? I respect what St. Patrick's Day, that's a little basic, right? Right. Is yeah. It, yeah, same kind of sentiment I, I was saying, right? Yeah. And you, it's for the amateurs. Mm-hmm. You all grew up in different places. You grew up on the East Coast. Uh, I grew up in uh, Minnesota, St. Paul. Oh, right, Minnesota. Minnesota I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe it's the same as you, because in the Midwest, I grew up in Michigan. Um, St. Patrick's Day was, I mean, I guess it's like it is in Chicago and New York where everybody drinks, but mm-hmm. it in Michigan, it was like nobody else drank any other time except then. It was insane. Like our yeah. teachers were drunk. Really? Yeah, they would, we would have, like, they would, um, lots of times we'd have half day of school, or school just didn't even, like, matter. Like wow. it was like, yeah. there's no real classes. Really? Yeah. And people are in work the same way. Like my, my parents at work, like everybody's wearing green, but they're drunk and free. And, you know, it's and obviously in the Midwest, you know, this is sort of the time when winter's kind of breaking at yeah. this point, you know? And so it's right. like probably a little nicer out. Maybe, Maybe. it's going to be a sunny day, daylight savings time, you know, just shifted. So you got a little more daylight in the day and people will just want to get tanked. Yeah. Yes. They, I got in a really bad accident on St. Patrick's Day when I was a kid. Really? Oh, wow. Let's yeah, really big. It. It's uh, just a car. Just me and my mother were in a car, and it was just coming. It was uh, bad weather. It was like that day, like um, typical Michigan day, where it started out like seventy degrees, and then by the end of the day, it was snow and sleet on the mm-hmm. road. You know, so cars were just going all over the place, and they were drunk, and the car was just sliding down the street sideways and hit yeah. us and took off. <laughs> just took <laughs> off. Hit and run, huh? Took off. Yeah, yeah. Hit. Oh, man, a leprechaun. And run. A hit. And a run. Could have been a leprechaun. Could have been a leprechaun. <laughs> Might have been a leprechaun. Hit and run. Uh. Watch out. Look out. It's a leprechaun. Oh, snap. Yo, I see green little shoes on my roof. Something's coming through. I got proof. It's a leprechaun. And he's stealing my shit. That leprechaun don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He's a leprechaun going on and on. He's going to ruin your day and then he's going to f- go away in a spray of mist. The gist of that is that it is real. <laughs> Once again, you gotta watch out. That leprechaun will steal. Leprechaun will steal. Leprechaun will stab. Mm. Leprechaun's your mom. Leprechaun's your dad. <laughs> on and on. That's a leprechaun. Mm. Going on, on and, and on. on. Singing That's that a leprechaun. leprechaun. Go on and on. On and on. It's a leprechaun. That's a leprechaun. Bang a gong a gong. Boom. That's a leprechaun. I'm a leprechaun. I'm a leprechaun. I'm a leprechaun inside your pants. I'm doing my thing. I do a little dance. Leprechaun. <laughs> in a trance. Leprechaun. I'm lepre-pro. You know, when I'm in my flow, I don't care. Give me that pot of gold in my hair. Pot of gold filled with gold. Pot of gold filled with gold. Pot of gold filled with gold. Eating pot till I grow old. Yo. Man, say Patrick, I don't like that holiday, not a hat trick for me, not three goals. My goal is to not go around you hoes. 
Not High that school. you're a hoe. No, no, not that you're a hoe. Just it's just generalized. That, just generalizing, term. like uh, using like a hoe, a hoe as like just a demeaning, yeah, and just I, term. And I painted myself into a corner. You did. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got a rhyme, and sometimes you say hoe. Uh, you know, uh, Jerry, we told you a little bit about what's going to happen on the show here. Mm-hmm. A little so bit. We're going to talk about stuff. We're going to do some freestyle rapping. Let's do we're going to talk about stuff. We're going to do some freestyle rapping. And for you, uh, like jump in, jump out, whatever you're. Oh, feeling. word, yeah, word, word to the mother. Oh yeah. Oh no. We're just playing around, <laughs> and this is your. I want this to be your sandbox. Yeah. Well, so, I'll make this my. Oh, see, Deborah, when I didn't start to. <laughs> yeah, no, take it, take it. That's good. I'll make this my sandbox, <laughs> and then you'll see how I rocks. Oh, mm. oh okay. I'll have I'm to get a school. beat next time. Yeah. Well, it's cool too because sand is broken down rocks. Sand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. That's where my head was going. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I think I'm going to start it out this week with a little bit of space talk. Can't wait. Yeah. So let's see. What do we have? Do I have a little music for space talk here? I bet you do. We're about to go to space. Okay. So, uh, guys, are you guys familiar with the Rendlesham Forest incident? Either one of you guys? No. No. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about this. In late December, 1980, there was a series of of reported sightings of unexplained lights near Rendlesham Forest in Suffolk, England, which have become linked with claims of UFO landings. These events occurred just outside the RAF, Royal Air Force, (laughs) Woodbridge Base, uh, which at the time was used by the United States Air Force. Hmm. So a couple uh, United States Air Force guys had basically seen some UFOs. I'm going to give you a little quick breakdown of what happened. So there was this one night... There's a report of all these lights. This guy named uh, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt uh, basically claimed to see things that he described as UFOs. Um, what's interesting about this is the event happened the next night. And a bunch of guys went out for a second night once they saw this. And this time, they actually recorded themselves walking around. So you, there's a recording out there you can listen to of these guys talking about seeing this UFO. Then the UFO lights come back again. And this time, some other guys go out, and they claim that they saw it land. Uh, This is when uh, Charles Halt visits the site. Yeah, they say it's like a little triangle that they saw land on the ground, and it's there for a second, and then it took off and flew away. Now, one of the other weird things is one of the guys who saw it claims that he went back and writing, like, stream of conscious writing. He didn't know what it was, and when he looked at it, it didn't make any sense to him until years later, when he showed it to somebody and the person said what he wrote was binary code because he had just written a ton of ones and zeros. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. And basically this is what it said. Exploration of humanity, 6668100, continuous for planetary advancement, fourth quadrant, continuous before, and then it just has a bunch of uh, longitude and latitude numbers. And then it says, eyes of your eyes, Origin year, 8,100. I like it. So that was their, like, map? No. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. That was, it was like a... their their downloaded map, like it downloads into their brains? I guess it downloaded into this guy's got, brain. Somehow he got their frequency? Somehow. I'm not sure. Exploration um, of humanity. Exploration of humanity. Somebody checking things out from yeah. the year 8,001. Hundred. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Interesting thing about this uh, base uh, that we didn't know that they didn't know at the time they didn't release what? is that there were nuclear weapons there. 
So interesting stuff. Have you guys ever seen a UFO? Have uh, I? Unexplained? Something that was unexplained? Sure. No. <laughs> okay. So, so, so everything you've seen, someone explained to you. <laughs> Eventually it was explained to me what it was. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen a ghost or a spaceship or nothing. Yeah, me either. I've been creeped out. I've been scared. Yeah. But I'm gonna, but mm-hmm. I never have. But you never have? Nope. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, one of the, you know, it was, but yeah, the interesting thing about this is that mm-hmm. basically these guys are military guys. Okay. So they're, you know, familiar with a lot of aircraft, so it's weird that they're weirded out by a thing. I should point out, though, that not too far away from there, there is a, uh, what are those big lights on the coasts that turn around? And- lighthouse. lighthouse. There's a, this lighthouse. And some people think that these guys were just seeing the lighthouse. The lighthouse. Lighthouse reflection. Uh huh. Um, they dispute that, and obviously saying that you know the lighthouse light doesn't land on the ground, and you can't walk up and touch it. So right. if that part is true, then clearly this wasn't the lighthouse. Um, but it's definitely you know it's, it's a very interesting story, uh, and if you get a chance to listen to the tape of this guy, uh, you know he sounds scared. It's this military guy who's talking about some crazy light that's zigzagging through the trees. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, you'd think he's like a tough guy. You think he'd be like a tough guy? He'd be like, Come on, his- light. Bring it on. He's shaking in his boots. Give me that light. I'll take you. I'll tear you apart, light. You'd think. This guy's in the Air Force, right? you think he's going to was... be grizzled and rough. But no, this guy, he crumbles uh, like see, a The fish. weird thing is like that was during a period of time when people saw UFOs, which they don't anymore. <laughs> they, don't they never. They don't see as many UFOs anymore. Back then, it was all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. There were shows about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's just the History Channel has a ton of shows. I would love for somebody to study how UFO stories have changed with the culture so that was at a period of time that was 80 so that was after close encounters came out yeah and so that was so i wonder if like you know in the 50s you used to see a lot of just lights yeah and mm-hmm. then by the time it came to 80s it's like no now it's landing yeah like it did in mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know right. we're like no they're trying to communicate with us when it, before it was just like no they're just passing they're by they're just flying around just flying around and we can see and even back then too even back know? then in the 50s it was like they were like people they just like were really like blonde like tall blonde people and they're like that's the alien right and then it slowly turned into these like weird like big monsters giant with heads, big heads with yeah. big eyes yeah. yeah yeah lizard kind of things yeah yeah that is that's a, that that would be a, a, an interesting thing to see like what if you could pinpoint where certain th- real things that happen in society that then become part of the ufo lore mm-hmm. yeah because what is it today? You're saying pe- not, people aren't seeing UFOs like they used people to. People don't right. see it that they much. But the, the big no thing today is is abductions, back to what we talked about earlier. Ah, yes. People being abducted um, and losing time and co- being brought back, uh, sometimes like with like pe- little pieces of metal in them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another thing. It's like now you, you're more apt to get somebody who's saying, like, I got abducted and got took into another dimension. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, I got taken in a spaceship. Yeah, because that kind of thing is more prevalent now. People talking about like interdimensional Absolutely. time and space, and now you don't need a uh, you know a, a spaceship. Now you can just like you oh just, somebody just opened the door for another dimension and grabbed me. They grabbed me, and I'm a, I was in another dimension. And by the way, I don't. <laughs> my goal is to not talk about ayahuasca every episode, but I've done ayahuasca. Okay, and boy. I went to other realms, <laughs> and it wasn't outer space, but it was these higher levels. And I was like, "Oh, I kind of saw." Were there people there? There were mainly spirits. 
What what do you mean that by that? It's like this internal thing. You you do it, you lay back, you close your eyes, and then there's just this spirit of the divine mother that guides oh. you through your life experiences. I felt like what I saw was we're all these spirit travelers and the body that I'm in now is my current video game character. It was pretty much like a video game, like kind of second life where it was like Scott has this set of uh, skills, this set of setbacks, and this is just who I am in this go round. But it's all this interwoven, moving, breathing planet, nature, <laughs> A lot of dark people have that thing. same type of experience like I've had that on different psychedelics. Um, yeah. Either the this experience of I'm in a video game. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was playing. I was actually playing Mario Brothers, and I started to go in levels that aren't in the in the game. Right. And I'm like, and, and it was, I'm serious. I'm telling you. Yeah. I was in levels like he was walking, and the bricks were appearing on his feet in like in in real time. In, in time, like yeah. Um, and I was like, I could tell you that experience. Like there, I played like level 100 on Mario brothers. And then there are other times when I've had it, like, I felt like my body, uh, became a million pieces. It became a part of the universe. Right. Like that same experience of people thinking of like, I'm, I'm just a part of this big thing. A lot of people talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Which has certain scientific basis. That's true. As far as uh, the space astronauts, between. Uh, astronauts say they have that feeling when they go to space and they look back and see the earth mm-hmm. they get that, that perspective that perspective like a, of like oh, a small snap. part of like a and we're just all in this one thing mm-hmm. yeah well straight up there are times where i think about space and how it goes on and on and on and the idea and it sounds so lame and basic but to truly try to think of empty space or whatever just goes on forever and ever and how many galaxies do they say they are there are oh there's tons i mean there is a lot more than a hundred And boy, do we just get so wrapped up in what we're doing here. How many galaxies? Infinite dimensions. Oh. Yo, love that beat. Check it out. I'm checking. I'm wrecking. Boom. Hey, y'all. Hop on my spaceship. Let's go on a trip to space. Lickety split. We see the planets, maybe we land it. Maybe we fly past, maybe we sand it. Maybe we laser beam, maybe we supersonic. <laughs> maybe we do this thing, and then we drink some tonic. We in space, y'all. Check out the stars. Space, we going far. Sure, I'll mention, but I really don't need to. Different dimensions, and yes, I'll bleed through all the moments and things because particles don't really touch. I'm doing double dutch in kindergarten, pardon my non-linear thinking, I'm blinking like 182, Tom DeLonge, I keep it going on and on, I believe in aliens, it's true. Let me try this, let me, I'm thinking about galaxies, certain maladies, but not thinking about my reality, I turn into a, 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 a salady, <laughs> or a saladin, <laughs> a person that came one and came in the Mideast and took it over, but I digress. I'm gonna go further. Huh. I'm talking about these galaxies. galaxies. I live in a new reality. reality. And you gotta see reality. that it's all with me and I have to be uh. in tune with me. Yeah. Yeah. 
true, that's true. <laughs> true that. Oh, snap, man. Yo, it's sick. I'm Super Mario, making bricks with my feet. I'm running to other levels, getting skeet. I'm grabbing coins and eating all them mushrooms. In other dimensions, I'm finding other rooms. And the mother lady, she taking me on trips all the way to go. She giving me some sips of ayahuasca. I shit my pants, and it's so funky. I do the doo-doo dance. My video game character, Scott, I'm at the helm. I'm going around through different realms. There's like spirits and darkness and shadows, but I don't hang around cause it's got mad flows. Cause I just flow through all this shit and I'm already through and I'm just beginning. It's the same, I'm never winning because there's no such thing. Look a little closer. There's no such thing, particles don't even touch. I've circled around to double dutch. I went to Swain Kindergarten and then to Dickerson. No one knows, but I kick her sin. Exploration of humanity. Humanity. Continuous for planetary advancement. Memories. The eyes of your eyes. Origin year, 8100. Code, code. Code, code. Code, code. Cho, cho. <laughs> All right, there I we love go. That. We did it. Is that where the beat naturally ended? Uh, I mean, I pushed the wrong button, and so that other another beat started. Oh. You like mm-hmm. that though? It I all love... worked out. It all worked out. I gotta say, I'm having a great time. <laughs> yes, I love We're when we talking about psychedelics. That was so tight. And dimensions. That's gonna be a nice little segue into what I wanted to talk about today. What's that, Scott? Music wise, well. We got our buddy Jerry Miner in the house. I know that Jerry grew up in the Detroit area. That's one thing I know about him. He's do they call a... that the D? They <laughs> do. Yeah. Oh, cool. The D? <laughs> yeah. From the D. And he's got his Michigan uh, jacket on right now. And so I was like, oh, Jerry's from Detroit. Let me get some Detroit-centric music stuff going on. I thought MC5. Do you know MC5? Mm-hmm. Kick yep. out the jams. One of my favorites. But then I thought, oh, yeah. I had seen this documentary. It's called A Band Called Death. And oh. so there's this band. They're called Death. Three brothers. It's the Hackney brothers. They grew up in um, you know, the 60s in uh, Detroit. Their dad was a Baptist preacher. They saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and were like, this is tight. And so David is the main creative force. He's a singer and guitar player. And he got this old guitar, started busting it out, and then they just started jamming, and it was very rock, heavy rock. A lot of people, and they talk about it a lot in the documentary, where, because like Iggy and the Stooges are from Detroit too, and but these guys even predated them, and it was really just, if you listen to them, and they have records out now, you can check it out wherever, and uh, just rock, punk, you know, like very punk and very ahead of its time, just kind of like raw, dope, rock and punk and uh they were recording they had some interest and (laughs) a big part of the story of the band in the documentary is david the main brother was kind of this creative genius and he was insistent that the band was called death and that the the albums the artwork the the imagery and the message behind the band was that confrontational and So anyone who wanted to give them a a bigger stage was kind of like, you got to change the name of the band. And he would just refuse to do that. And and so that there goes a lot of the story of that band is just kind of, you know, and he he drank a lot, you know, Mm kind of gets into his alcoholism. 
that's again, you know, my thing is, oh yeah, this band, or I'm checking out something new and I'm just going to throw it out there, give a couple facts or whatever, and just be like, you put this podcast down, you, the one listener, the special listener that's yeah. listening that we're talking to right now, you know who you are. Hey, you, you done with this? Look up the band Death, watch the documentary, check it out. Hey, this is an amazing unknown band in American history and they're tight. You know, uh, another interesting thing, and this kind of goes back to our first episode, and I, you know, I have a feeling this is going to come up again. We've, right. We now have another band mm-hmm. that sort of creates their own rule right. that stops them from moving forward to the next level. So, <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I had talked about the band Love. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like mid-60s folk rock band kind of predated yep. The Doors. They were going to be really big. The lead singer, Arthur Lees, is songwriting genius but he didn't want to tour refused to tour (laughs) and so it was just kind of like okay i guess the doors will become the doors and you'll (laughs) not be known by people just because of these self-imposed rules and we're kind of looking into that idea especially as a creative person where you you have a gift Mm-hmm. kind of this light to show the world did you so you've been in a couple bands did you guys have any rules in your bands that you've been in um i'd say the band i was in for the longest time the dingies yeah there weren't outspoken rules, but we didn't feel like we connected with other bands. There was a whole feeling of being misunderstood or out of place. We like the music and it's really good, but we feel like this. What do you say that like? Unknown, like did, did people, nobody came to shows. <laughs> I mean, some people did. Oh, okay. You know, and even the label we were on, we were kind of like out of place. A lot of the other bands were more straight ahead pop punk and okay. you know stuff like that, where we kind of our influences were a little more older and uh, obscure and i feel like the so were you guys like sublime well right sublime would even be a more i think for us we loved sublime okay also we were living in long beach but sublime even had more of a i think a pop sensibility than we had we were trying to trying to be deeper more like some of the so let's so here i'll say so Mm -hmm. you guys kind of had a rule you didn't want to be pop Yes. So you almost had a rule that, yeah. in, in, by definition, was stopping you from becoming popular. 100%. And the reason you're saying that your band couldn't really continue is because you didn't become popular. You didn't, sure. you didn't create that, that audience. It wasn't a viable thing to spend all our time doing. But, but, it, was, but it was fulfilling for you. It was deeply fulfilling, and, and, but I, it also makes me sad. That we didn't just maybe try to frame it up a little different. Or, yeah. And, but it's interesting because I left that band. This was when I was like 19, 20 years old and living in Long Beach. Then I, I took an acting class and caught the bug. And so I moved up to L.A. AIDS, by the way, is the bug he's talking about. <clears throat> he caught AIDS. I did. I caught acting in dope stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that was a disease because a lot of stuff you come to L.A. and it's like do these commercials, do a lot of stuff that I carried this seed of, oh, I'm a, I have such integrity and yeah. like, I, I want to be in a Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson movie and like, call me when he calls me or and whatever. Two weeks later, you're like, that's a great burger. Right. And thank you. My name's Scott. Thank yeah. You. And then not getting the parts <laughs> and being like, I guess I'll just go to the liquor store again, yeah. you know, and just. Because that's the same thing. It's the, it's this entertainment industry where that's been a lot of my journey, I think, is trying to honor what's in my heart and go, yeah. I can make stuff that I like, but I can also not demonize. Let's get the... Jerry in on this. Yes. Because you, uh, you know, you've been working in the business for a while. 
So where do you land on that? You know, I think that's a, an interesting, always an interesting conversation of, you know, we, we, we have to make a living at what we do, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be able to make money and provide for our families and stuff. But you do have that, you know, you always want to have your integrity, right? Music is different. I always felt like that. As I was coming up, um, I had uh, some friends that went directly into music out of high school. You know, at that time, I wasn't thinking about being in show business at all or anything like that. But um, I get that was our first, you know, impression and my first, you know, it, it lesson into like how show business works and how the music business works because they were... They signed a record deal when we were like 16 wow. and um, it was ready for the world. Oh, I'm, from, okay. I'm from Flint. I'm from Flint, Michigan, actually. Okay. So I'm from a little north in Detroit, uh, north of Detroit. Why'd you bring it? Man, this water he brought us is horrible. <laughs> Why would you do that? Do you like it? Do you no. like the taste? No. It's delicious, right? Oh. Yeah. Damn, yeah. man. Yeah, enjoy. It poisoned no. us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we do. <laughs> um, By the way, that's. Fucking a tragedy. And that is a tragedy. It is a tragedy. And like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. Well, so yes, yeah, so these my, guys my get dad's still trying to sell his house. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, they. Um, so they 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 had a they had a, a hit that was just like a local hit, a regional hit, right? So like Detroit, Cleveland, maybe a little bit in Chicago. We're starting to hear this hit, and they were kind of a, a jam band. And this was the '80s, so at that time they were playing like they were playing their own music. But it was a lot of like sounded like Prince stuff, you know, a lot of heavy um, uh, electronic drum, mm, okay. uh, a lot of keyboard, you know, a lot of Jimmy ee- Jam, Terry Lewis, like for the whole song, oh. ee- <laughs> <laughs> same note, ee- um, yeah. They started out as more like a um, j- uh, slow jam, like you know, they they played these slow jams that got, got really popular, like every, all the kids like would stop and dancing, fast dancing, and you know, and hug up. And they had a, a a local hit that was a slow jam, and then they signed a deal with a little, um, whatever label, that you know was junk, mm-hmm. and then it took them the rest of their high school career. Like that was when they were sixteen, so the rest of our junior and senior year of them trying to get out of that <laughs> that deal because they started getting popular, oh and the songs God. started getting on the radio. And then by the time they got that deal, by the time we were uh, seniors, they came up with another single, uh, "Oh Sheila." Which was like Whoa. big, yeah. That's huge. That's a huge. Song. Yeah, and they'd signed with a major label and all that stuff, and um, uh, yeah. So I just like walked. They were friends of mine. We lived in the neighborhood. I just watched them like get bigger, whatever. Break up. Now they're broken up. They're just still making music. So the head, the guy that was the lead singer, is still making music. Not he can't use the band's name because now they've gone through like oh, you know wow. this was. 50 years ago or 40 years ago so now they've gone through all the litigation all the stuff they've broken up the bass player you know he's been sick and he's been on dialysis and so oh. he sued the rest of the band now he's not sick he's he's touring somehow he got the band's he got name better he got better somehow he got the band's name but then the lead singer got a lot of the music or whatever and so he's still touring with a lot of the people that were in the band it's all a mess now they had like um I remember at the beginning um, of them, you know, fighting over what they were going to be, you know, and they, were, uh, they didn't want to just be a uh, uh, a knockoff of uh, the time, which is what they were kind of sounded like then. I wonder, uh, you know, and again, it's like, you know, like being in a band, it just seems you're the the chance that it's going to implode 
and end poorly. High. Seems so high. Super high. No even if you're successful. successful. No matter how successful. And maybe even more, more so that you get successful. Definitely. Yeah. It just seems like it just falls apart. Well, dude, they were so young. That's they were really young. To be 16 and like crushing it and getting out of record deals. <laughs> you know, I think about that. Like I think it was like this band, Greta Van Fleet, they're, they're mm-hmm. from Michigan too. They're from uh, Frankenmuth, which is like north of where I'm from. Tight. Uh, in Flint, and it, it, if you know the town, it's just like this little town with nothing there except Christmas stuff. People go there for Christmas because they dress it up like a German village. That's what it's famous for. Okay, so they're from this town. So I'm like, that all that all they did was listen to Led Zeppelin and play. That's why they're doing this. But now they're like touring and stuff. And I see them. I'm like, they still look like kids from Michigan. They don't look like, uh, right. you know, this crazy band that's all over the place. And yeah, they're like 16. Dang, I didn't know they were that young. Yeah, they're young. Young as heck. Hmm. Little beat. Turn it up. Turn it up, yo. In my headphones. What you got, Colton? Oh, okay. What do I got? Oh yeah. Love this it. is a beat that I made, y'all. Colton Dunn. <laughs> Captain Dope on the beat. <laughs> Colton Dunn original. I thought of it because of that thing you said about just hitting a key and having it sit there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's right, y'all. Here we do. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing, buddy. Being a band, being a man, you gotta do it. Do what you can. Stay together and believe. Never leave. You are a team. It's so hard to keep it together. You're gonna have to weather the storm. It's not the norm. Four or five people try to do it together. Yo, man, that's hard. That's sweater weather. Yo, that shit is cold. Pretty soon it'll turn to mold if you don't communicate. And you'll start to hate each other, even though you're brothers. Just like those three guys in death. Oh, man, it'll be the death of the band, you best get to knowing loving each other and then you'll be growing loving death the things that i'm talking about no doubt from orange county where i'm from all right folks once again oh, no. it's time for a deep dive <laughs> into the murder of john benet ramsey sorry As about you know, this jerry <laughs> Every episode, I take a few minutes to try to crack the case of John Benet Ramsey. Oh boy. Who killed her? Was it her parents? Another family member? A family friend? Or a stranger? This is a deep dive into John Benet Ramsey. Okay. So, Jerry, you may or may not know, but every episode, uh, I try to take a couple minutes to discuss some of the finer points of the John JonBenet Ramsey story and see if we can get to the bottom of it. Um, today, I'd like to talk a little bit about the discovery of the body. He just popped this on me, by the way. He didn't, <laughs> he's just shoehorned this in. Well, at basically around 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, <laughs> Detective Arnand asked John and Fleet White, a family friend to search the house to see if anything seemed amiss. John and White started their search in the basement, 
John finally opened the latch door that Officer French had failed to open and found his daughter's body in one of the rooms. John Benet's mouth was covered with duct tape, a nylon cord and was, was found uh, around her wrists and neck, and her torso was covered by a white blanket. Ramsey made a critical error when he immediately picked up the child's body and took it upstairs. When John Benet was moved, the crime scene was contaminated and critical forensic evidence disturbed for the returning forensics team. So, right off the bat in this investigation, mm -hmm. the crime scene was messed up. And I think that might be a big clue. Okay. Is the music going to keep going? Yeah, the music's going to keep going on through this to keep the, keep the vibe going. Oh, sure. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, again, found by her father, right. who seemed to know exactly where to go. He was able to open a door that the police officer was not able to open. Huh. And then he immediately disturbed the crime scene. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, what do you call it? It's like uh, signals, <laughs> a lot of red flags. Left this and is right. definitely one of the red flags in this story. Do you know a lot about this case? Did you do any research before you came here today? Yeah, how, how I mean, you? I've done it, you know, in the years past. You I have? Kinda, yeah, I kind of put it. I put it in the um, unsolvable. File. Unsolvable. Whoa! That's... So this will just never be solved, as far as you're concerned. I mean, That's a roadblock for feel, you, Cole. Well, unless the. I think the parents are can solve it. Well, That's they're how dead. I believe. Right. Her parents are dead. I think both her parents are, have died. They both have died. I think that they would have. They held the key to what it happened. Yeah, they took that key to their grave. Jesus. Well, uh, if you're out there listening and you know anything about the case of John Bonet Ramsey, please feel free to email us at the show's info, and uh, we will. Use your evidence and put it on my board and continue in my case to try to solve this murder. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, after this okay. segment today, okay. we only have more questions. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, Colton. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me do that real quick. <laughs> I almost thought we were going to get to the end without you doing that. Oh, no. Well, no, you know, I like to spring it on us. I like to spring it on everybody when we get a chance. Gosh, it's just everyone's fascinated with true crime and murder. And boy, there's just... Buddy, it sells. But it you, sells. But you get used to it. But then there's those moments where you remember that it's a human being that's just been murdered. Really As you were describing it, and I was just like, oh, my God. This it's is horrible. Terrible stuff. A terrible thing. And you've chosen, well, to what? To, to, try, to, solve the, try to solve the case? Right. By? By reading information off of Wikipedia yeah, and using there. that as a launch pad for uh, a discussion. See, what I've found, and this is what I have in me, I, I was Please. obsessed with the case as you, and I was on it, right? Um, you were on the case? I was on it. I was going to solve it. And um, what I found, what helped me, is that there's a lot more cases out there. I mean, we got Jesse Smollett. We got, you know, mm. there's a lot more mysteries out there. We don't have to let one thing consume us. Yeah. yeah the, what do you think about that? There's probably multiple levels to the Jesse Smollett case. <laughs> still, uh, there's still things to be investigated. There's still don't things you agree? to be, yes, yes. I mean, yeah, you well, know. Uh, why John Bonet? Hmm? Why out of all of them is this? Oh, the, our beauty pageant. Well, you know, as you know, um, Lifestyle. I, I put my daughter in a ton of beauty pageants. So. <laughs> do you know about no. this? No. Well, that's mainly how Colton and I are spending our time these days. <laughs> and it's how we make our living. 
Yeah. We, we, we make our living off the prize right. money that well, we get from beauty pageants. Well then, yeah, Colton acts on a wait, television so show, but he saves all that. No yes, co- Alex? No college fund for the kids. You just diss your money for rent alone. Hey, they don't need to go to college. <laughs> with looks, they're beautiful. With, lo- with right? looks like that? Come on. <laughs> you kidding me? These kids are lookers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we want to capitalize on that as much as we can. Beautiful little kids. So it's close to my heart. And, uh, you know, obviously, um, okay. there's, you know. Maybe I'll bring in something positive every week. I would, you know, I'd appreciate if maybe you would, uh, you know, pull back a little bit on your skepticism on why I'm trying to cover this case and maybe help out a little bit. Because maybe if we work together on this case, we can be a successful band in discovering who murdered John Benet Ramsey. And what's our name? We'd be a band called Death. Eesh. Yikes. It all ties in. It all ties in together. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Alex Burke and Scott Rogers on the beat. Uh. Oh, yeah. We doing it. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sheila. We doing it. Yeah. Murder is not good. Murder, I'm against murder. It's not good. No bueno. Yo, hey, don't kill nobody. That's not cool. Come on, what are you a fool? With a knife or with a gun? Murdering is no fun. Live, let them live, let them go. Gotta let them do the thing though. No murder, that's not right. Gonna go to jail tonight. Murder was the case that they gave you? Hey man, don't do that shit, fool. You're crazy. You're dumb. Let me give you some information and knowledge. Don't kill people, go to college. Get a degree, not third. Not third degree murder nerd. You're a nerd if you murder. You're a nerd if you murder, nerd. <laughs> Only nerds murder. Murder. Yeah. Only nerds murder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check yes. it out. Uh, uh, uh. Don't do a drug called meth. Don't get a band called death. Don't go around this. Don't smoke nothing called cess. Don't do a go round the tiff. <laughs> Keep it going, buddy. <laughs> You're on a lot of label called death. If you... <laughs> oh, shit. Death row. Death row. If you drive and turn left, don't go... To... <laughs> <laughs> Don't murder. Brush, <laughs> brush your teeth with Chris. <laughs> Don't murder. Go to school, take a test. Mm. Murderings for nerds. nerds. Only nerds. Only murder. murder. Murderings for nerds. Nerd murder. That's right. That's a fact. Murdering is whack. Mm-hmm. There's a pop band called Nerf Herder. Yeah, boy, only nerds murder. That's what you heard. It's not a rumor. You better not come sooner or later. I'm going to fade you out if you murder. No doubt. Back to Orange County, Cypress High School's where I'm from. Did Adrian you strangle Young. that girl? You're a dork. Take a hike, nerd. Outer space, Mork. Mork from Mork. 
See, if we bully the murderers, then they'll stop. You gotta bully murderers. <laughs> hey, murderer. What are you, lame? Make like a tree and leave. Get the heck out of here, nerd. Oh, you're a murderer? We're not inviting you to have lunch with us. Hell no. Oh yeah, well, this has been a wonderful <laughs> show. Whoa! <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much for tuning I, I, in. I, 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 I... <laughs> Jam Space. It's Jam Space, and uh, we had such a good time today. Uh, we want to give a big shout out, big thank you to Jerry Miner for Jerry sitting in today. Thanks, thank man. you for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for being here. Yeah, and thanks for dropping some sweet raps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, uh, hey Jerry, uh, if people want to find you uh, online or somewhere, where can they find you at? You can watch my TV show. Those oh, tell us about your TV those, show. Those who can't on uh, Monday nights. I think there's only like a couple of uh, episodes left. All right, it's on True TV. True TV. Those who can't. What time Monday nights? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Hell yeah! Ten, 10 o'clock. Course, True TV. You know, DVR. It's going to be available. That's what I do. Place. DVR that stuff. True TV's got a great on-demand streaming service. You can definitely check out all <laughs> they the shows. I do not, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're better cr- like going on Amazon and buying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you're, 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 you're crushing this season of those who can't. Oh, thank you. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah it's, it's it, awesome. it, it, it was fun shooting it three years ago. But yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was a long time ago. Wow. 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 A little fun fact that you're only going to get right here. On the that's right. jam space. That's right. Three Anything years else you want to say, uh, tell to the listeners? Yeah, we like to, on the show, we like to In think of a... it as if, as if the show, we're talking to just one person. We're oh. from like the Mr. Rogers school where our show is, we're not making it for a whole bunch of people. We're making it for one person. Uh, we want to so talk that, directly. that one person that I'm talking to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you out there, let's stop masturbating. It's not cool. You've done it too much. Just stop. (laughs) Jerry coming in hard with a no fap. No fap. That's a movement, by the way. No fap. No. I don't know about it. Yeah, it's called no fap, where it's like people are, that's their thing. They're like, I'm a no fap person where you, you stop masturbating. You don't watch porn. You don't masturbate. You save it for real people experience there's sex. some people that do need to be, that, that's why i did that there's some people that do need to be i i have the feeling that people are masturbating i'm far sure there's too probably much. people who are doing it too much <laughs> there's probably people who are doing it too little too little let's find turn. find the level of masturbation that's healthy for you buddy yeah and I'll, I'll chime in with my religious upbringing and say hey yes maybe stop or don't do it as much but you feel guilty too afterwards and you feel like you're dr jekyll you're mr hyde afterwards whatever <laughs> You're. It's okay. You're. You're not a dirty person. That's just like an old message that got into your mind by a, a fearful person that tried to intimidate you, and you're. You're okay. It's gonna be enough. You know. Your life is good. You're enough. And yeah, I just want to send you out out on your merry way with another on a positive note. Like yeah. you are enough. You are amazing. And hey, thanks. Thanks for listening to this second episode of Jam Space. Genuinely I really appreciate it. it. I think we both appreciate it. I think Jerry appreciates it. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, you can follow us. Yeah, on Twitter and Instagram, at JamSpacePod, for both. And again, if you have a beat uh, or a space story or a music story you'd like us to talk about, go ahead and email that. Yep, email is JamSpacePodcast at gmail.com. 
Thanks so much again, Jerry. Check out that show on True TV, everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will see you guys next time um, at Jam Space. Love you. <laughs> I love. I love you. <laughs> Love you guys too. I love. I, I'm going to continue to think about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde as a <laughs> <laughs> metaphor for masturbation. <laughs> it is. It is. You can't like pass by that potion without drinking it. There it is again. I gotta become the beast. <laughs> this is jam like, space, y'all. Who did that? Who did that? It wasn't me. <laughs> A monster.